0: You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day and welcome back to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. Today, Stocks and I went behind the podcast with Sarah Jane Adams, the producer of the Inspired Unemployed podcast and creative audio producer for MIK or Made in Katana. Stocks, how did this one come about? Uh,
1: Look, we know Made in Katana quite well, been running into Sarah a bit. And last week, we were all working on Spotify's Sound Up program which is for Indigenous Voices. It was a fun, challenging and rewarding week and we got to hang out a bit and Sarah told me a bit about her story and her journey to becoming a podcaster and a podcast producer and it was so impressive and it's all about making your own luck and creating opportunities for yourself and so we just had to get her in and have a chat and look i think it's important also that we focus on the producing side of podcasting there is a side to it other than being a podcaster so there is behind the podcast is also behind the podcaster and so over the next few episodes we're going to focus on producers and some
0: of the best out there yeah great well sarah is Awesome. She hasn't been in the in the game too long, but she's certainly made an impact with what she's done so far. Why don't we hand over to Sarah? Sarah, tell us a bit about everything, really.
2: Great. Broad question <laughs> to start with. Um, I am a producer. I work for MIK with a Cantata, which is a creative agency. Um, and the main podcast I work on is the Inspired Unemployed podcast. And then I also do Full Credit, which is out of Perth, but a sports pod. And then I was doing the Brett Lee podcast as well. And then there's a few others coming up, but haven't come out yet. And yeah.
0: <laughs> Unreal. Well, we usually get our guests to talk a bit about the show that they're on. So, I mean, we might as well do that. The, um, the Inspired Unemployed is obviously quite a big one and doing right. pretty well. Can you tell us a bit about how that all came together?
2: Yeah, I was pulled across on that project when they were in sort of... So, pretty much Spotify knew they wanted to work with the boys, um, but they didn't really know how to train them or what to do or what the podcast was going to look like. So, they pulled Craig Bruce across, who's a bit of a radio... Kind of call him, like, the godfather of radio. (laughs) Like, he's just, like, a mentor, great. Um, But then they were like, we probably want someone a bit younger on it who can, get like, relate to the boys a bit more. So... It's when I was lucky enough to get pulled across and it was just a few weeks of just getting them comfortable behind the mic and, like, getting them comfortable talking and then figuring out what the show would be. But we've been really lucky that, um like, from where we started, it was such a, uh like, all over the shop, not sure what they wanted to do. That the original idea was, like, they want to have some sort of shaman on the show and it was going to be all this. And then we had to, like, pull it right back and just make it about them and their personalities. And uh, it's pretty much just gone from then. But I think we're all a bit shocked by how well people have responded to it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and a bit of background for the listeners. I mean, these guys aren't podcasters, you know, traditionally. They operate in a very different area of social media and are quite famous for it. But mm. transitioning kind of the thing that they do into podcasting... Well, yeah. this sort of dancing
1: on TikTok yeah. that came to fame during lockdown, really. Yeah. And then you've got to take that and then it's a Spotify original, isn't mm. it? So it sort of lands on your desk going, Spotify's trying to get Gen Z audiences. Here it is, turn this into a podcast. Like, exactly. a bit of a brief to get.
2: It was, <laughs> and it's been really interesting because I think the boys as well they're so great and they're so ready to learn and they're so committed and, like, the right amount of competitiveness and all of that. <laughs> but they pretty much, like, they dropped out of school in year 10 and were tradies and then were travelling. And um, so a lot of that, like, getting really comfortable, like, articulating stuff you wanted to say was brand new to them as well. So it was it was different. It was weird. But um, they... They found their feet. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, how do
1: you go about that? Is it just getting get skip reps, throw things at the wall? I mean, I did. You did reference in a previous conversation we had mm. about them getting locked down in New Zealand being a turning point as well.
2: Yeah, we were lucky with that because they're so busy. And I think when you're working with social media talent like that, they've got a thousand things going on. Like it's so funny. Like even I wasn't really like privy to the influencer world, and you think it's just like this really fun job where everyone's just going to get to cool events all the time. But they are doing so much and they've got so much Mm. full-time work. Um, So when they got locked down in New Zealand and they got stuck over there with the borders closure and stuff, we had them... Hostage. <laughs> and We're taking
0: right. away your phones. Yeah. yeah. We're just concentrate on this. <laughs> give us 10 minutes of good work. Exactly.
2: And we'd we, you know, do every, like these. It was like boot camp, essentially, with them, getting them comfortable. And we'd do segments with them. And then we'd go back and edit it a little bit, but then give it to them. And then they'd write notes on what they thought worked and landed. And we'd write notes. And then we'd send to Spotify for feedback. And we did that for like six, eight weeks until... You're we like, okay, I think we have a show. Like, I think we can pull together enough segments now. Um, but they've gotten like it's crazy if you listen back on the first eps to now Like, you just get so much better and so much more comfortable. But yeah, essentially at the start it was just throwing pain at the wall. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. refreshing to hear, I guess, for all of us. That's um, right. I mean, episode one to two, I think on that show is one of the biggest uh, improvements I've seen on any heard on any show. It was, was mind blowing.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the second they got that sort of initial reaction of people, that's when they, we all did. We were like, oh, this could really be something. And then it had that sort of dedication to it as well. That it was like, oh, I think people are going to really like this. <laughs>
0: yeah, they really like kind of finding that voice. Yeah. Is it How did that compare to other ones like Full Credit and, and Brett Lee's podcast? I mean, they're obviously, Brett Lee in particular, is a lot more broadcasting experience. So that must have just been a bit more of a straight in, <laughs> let's get
2: going. Totally different. Um, it's... Like, Inspired was such – it was so fun for me because it was such a creative hand I could have in it. Like, it was such a um, – I really think this segment could work and the boys would respond and be like, yeah, whatever you, whatever you reckon and, like, really <laughs> let me um, – and Craig and I have that creative input. Um, Brett, on the other hand, was like, I can talk cricket. I know how to talk. And he just went. And the stuff I would help him with was more structure and, like, stuff like that. But um, – also, just hilarious that I've never seen a game of cricket in my life and managed to pull off this entire yeah. podcast it was like I don't know how I found myself here, but it's <laughs> funny.
1: Like. Were you aware of Brett Lee as a, a person?
2: Yes, okay. yes, I, I was. No, I'm not that. Oh, you could
1: just be a big Bollywood fan, I guess. It's yeah. true, yeah.
2: true. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, grew up with Brett Lee being a big deal, and I have two brothers, so okay. they lost their minds when I told them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was and it was crazy as well with Brett Lee's podcast because our majority of our fan base for that was in India, which is like and WhatsApp groups was like our communication. Whereas with Inspired, it's all through Instagram is <laughs> all our feedback. So. Just totally different podcasts.
1: Yeah, interesting. And then you're doing uh, the third podcast, Full Credit, you're doing that in WA. So that's another range of, I guess, logistical challenges. Really?
2: So I've still never met Josh in person. Really? (laughs) Yeah, never met. Um, Because in WA, the borders closed for so long as well. So um, that was a bit of a, that was an odd one. Um, But it's been really fun. Like you just get so used to doing everything on Zoom now. Um, and there's three of them on that podcast and again that was all sports based never something I thought I'd end up but love it now <laughs> and um, Dylan I work closely with well, Dylan really loves sport and rugby and everything like that so he loves finding all the content for that but it's just a different like again Josh is originally an influencer and so teaching him to adapt to podcasting like is such a change and he even has broadcast experience and still it's just such a different like shift in gears.
0: Yeah sometimes I think when you hear that radio voice that then comes into podcasts you're like, oh that's a bit strange. Yeah. It's, it's a very different sort of tone and everything that you hear across a lot of podcasts versus commercial radio stations and everything. Have you had um, with the shows that are coming up I mean are you continuing down your passion of sports or are you going to try and go into something <laughs> that you're a little less passionate about That maybe. <laughs>
2: you know it's funny like I think why I love podcasting so much and I'm so glad I ended up here is because I get to do a bit of everything. Like, all these different podcasts I get to work on are completely different to each other in a lot of ways. So I can, you know, work on a really girly podcast and then work on sports and then Brett Lee and then, um, you know, my backgrounds in journalism, I want to start doing more news. So it's getting a little taster of everything, which is really fun, rather than just feeling a bit stuck in one For lane. Sure,
0: getting that exposure across the board. Yeah. I mean, why don't we talk a bit about your background then? It seems like the logical next step here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning.
2: Uh, yeah, so my I studied journalism um, at UTS, and I finished beginning, I graduated end of 2020. So last year. (laughs) So it's been a bit of a whirlwind (laughs) since. Um. And but I, throughout that, was doing sort of internships, and I've worked at Today FM throughout all of uni. But I started off as a promo girl. I drive the big cars around and chuck free stuff at people. Yep,
0: I used to do that. Did you many many years ago? I feel like everyone was a street teamer at
2: some point. I had so many
0: of those like out the back of the car, hot dogs. It's just, yeah, I think that's probably going to do permanent damage to the insides of my body, but time will tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did uh, Triple M and Today FM. They were sort of the same, under the same SEA company. And it was really fun because then I got to get to know people in the office slowly, but I just, I just linger around until they were like, who are you and what's your name? And then um, eventually they let me sit in on a few records. And then my first ever producing shift was... Last minute, someone who did the overnight shift for Triple M, like the like it was the 10 p.m. start, 6 a.m. finish. Oof. The day before, they were like, oh, um, you know, I think her name was Kelsey. It was like, Kelsey's sick. Um, we hear you're studying journalism. Can you come in? And I was like, yeah, okay. And came in and did like this graveyard shift, never done any producing before. And it was terrifying, but best first experience then was like, Yeah, I really liked it. Was that
0: a few coffees overnight? Or I mean even just that that I think just, the just the pure adrenaline. adrenaline.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um and it yeah, so that and I think radio was the best place for me to start because it's so high stakes and so like time intensive that um Podcasting now, I'm like, I love this because I'm not on like a ten minute turnaround all yeah, yeah. the
1: time. it's Not live. It's not three and a half minutes. Exactly. So you've interned a couple places, Channel Ten, Murray Claire as well. Yeah. It's interning something you recommend for people out there? Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I think they all taught me something completely different, and I was still figuring out what I wanted to do. Like I think, well, to be honest, I. I think I would have been happy if you put me anywhere. I just wanted like the opportunity to go and grow somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like when I graduated, I was intent on becoming a very serious journalist and a foreign correspondent. That was what I wanted to do. I just got back from India doing foreign correspondent work over there, and I loved it. Um, but today FM, it was uh, you know this is always the way it goes. But I had a producer there. Pulled me aside and she's like yeah i know you want to do journalism but i think you're a producer <laughs> and she put me in on ash london live and was like and you can use all your journalism skills because you like researching so be useful here mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was sort of the best thing that mm-hmm. ever happened because um i realized i actually probably would have hated serious journalism for that long <laughs> right.
1: did she articulate why she thought you might be a better producer
2: I think for Ash London especially, Ash is so sort of like bubbly and fun and funny and she brings out like that lightness in you as well. And I really like comedy and I really like that sort of fun side of things. And she saw that and she was like, "You, your personality is more fitted to like more of those comedy roles as well. So I think she was right because uh, I love on the inspired that I get to work in such a funny space and with funny people. Um, but then on other pods, I can do more serious stuff. So I don't feel like I'm one or the other all the time. Yeah, you're not so
0: pegged in just to one direction. Yeah, able yeah. To, able
1: to spread your wings. If, yeah. If you were to give any advice to people on, about how to get into an internship, how would you approach that?
2: With a healthy amount of confidence. Okay. I would message people on LinkedIn all the time and be like, I really love... Like people I really admired and... um I would message and just be like, "I'm look, I'm a really big fan of your work. I would love to get a coffee, take you for a coffee and just ask for advice. And I know it sounds so silly, but ev- like nine times out of 10, people would be like, oh, this is so flattering. This is so nice. Absolutely. People love to feel like, <laughs> like, I don't know, it just, they're not, you're not going to get as rejected as much as you think you will because people love talking about their work and... Love sharing that. At first, they do think you're spam message and they ignore you for months. But then uh, then they'll be like, oh, sorry, I just saw this. And yes, let's get coffee. And that's nearly, I mean, that's where the Murray Claire internship was born out of. um, And for Channel 10 as well. Yeah. And because a lot of these internships aren't advertised. It's just the old-fashioned, like, resume drops and yeah, phone just calls. Knock on and, doors, yeah, doors, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great to know that there's that sort of generosity as well within those industries. I mean, you do think that it's just going to be doors closing in your face all the time, but, yeah. yeah, if you just put in the work, people just see something in that, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I think so. And, um, and university as well, like, if you're at uni, they want to help. They want to see their, like, students doing well. So go use the notice boards. Like, so many... Jobs and experience, or like freelance stuff, was just sitting on a notice board at uni that people were walking past, and you're like, "Go read that. That's just really a useful." the
0: tab off the bottom of the A4 paper ones one
2: hundred percent. And it sat, and you're like, and then you almost can't believe it. He's like, "Why didn't no one else know about this? It's on the notice yeah, board." Yeah, life hack. Yeah, yeah life yeah.
1: hack. Go read the <laughs> notice board. Yeah. yeah, a good friend of Jules and I. She's a very successful journalist, and she, basically, when she was at uni, they had a journalist come in and just give a speech. And she was the only one that went up to him afterwards and said, hey, how can I get some work? And he he just flabbergasted that she was the only one that came up. He goes, this is the core thing of being a journalist is you go chase the story. A hundred percent. So, I mean, it all worked out for her. I don't know how it went for everyone else in the class, but yeah. (laughs) I
2: I, I remember my first day of uni, um, the lecturer got up front and said... uh, Everyone look to the two people uh next to you. One of you will graduate here with this degree. Like and we were like, Oh, oh my god, that's, that's such a scare <laughs> tactic. the old hunger games. The yeah. all, like, these are your, like and I think that's the other really thing is um don't get competitive with the people around you. They're going to be colleagues and they're going to be in different industries and businesses. It's so silly to be so competitive with everyone. They should be friends and championing each other and making those connections. I think that's just something that uni makes you really competitive with each other and, and courses, journalism courses and media courses and it's really dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so, well, I mean, tell us about coming into then MIK. This is a, you've been there for how long now?
2: Uh, since last... September, I think so, f- still pretty fresh. But um, I, yeah, I was working for Ash and I was working, um, and I, Ash was great. And I was also doing Huseyette and Aaron in the morning. And I was saying before, I was doing some crazy hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, just to touch on that. So when you were doing the Ash London live evenings, you were also doing the news in the morning, is that right?
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to, I mean, so I was still a street teamer, technically. Um, so you're on street team wages too, so you got to make, find the hours for work. And I was living out of home and I wanted to, obviously I needed the money and I wanted the experience, so I put my hand up to do the newsroom in the mornings. I'd write Erin Molan's news bulletins for her and edit them and stuff, and that would start at 3am in the morning and then... And that was on the days that I wouldn't be able to produce So sometimes they'd have enough producers. So I'd be like, cool, I'll go in the newsroom and then I'm here if you need me for producing. And that would start at about 3am and go till 9, 10am. And then Ash London started at 4pm and would, you know, wrap up. The show ends at like 10. So
0: so you almost didn't need to have anywhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved that I would that sleep in money. the day, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I would sleep in the, yeah, go home, have a nap, come back. Um, and I did that for... A nearly six months or something with that which was crazy but loved it and then here's and Aaron, where I was working from they were doing a few shifts and jobs and stuff and I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in radio and I was really interested in podcasting and I you know chatted to Ash a lot about that and sort of was ugh, trying to figure out what my next move was going to be and Ash goes, um, I've given your number to this guy called Craig um, and he might need someone for a project only for a few weeks. And I was like, OK, cool. It's in the podcasting realm. That could be a good first step. And Craig called and said, you know, I've got this project and um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're called the Inspired Unemployed. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I've heard of them. <laughs> and he was like, great. Do you want to come in? And I, it was meant to just be sort of it was part time. I'd come in and just help here and there. And then m i k was like, "We're going to really focus on a podcast department here. Do you want to come on full time and it feels like luck in so many ways that Destiny. I yeah, I, yeah, and you get sort of imposter syndrome. you're like, "I don't know how I ended up here, but um that yeah, that's what happened and thankfully, Craig and um m i k really saw something in me and let me run wild a bit. <laughs>
0: Do you want to tell us a bit about M.I.K. as a business and and how Mm. they operate and how they work within the podcasting space?
2: Yeah, so Made in Katana is a creative agency, so they've got podcasting, um, but they also do ads, the designers, they have copy team, they have project managers, video, they cover like they're kind of everything under one roof. It's like a full
1: service agency, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, Um, but podcasting was pretty fresh when I started. They um, only had about one or two they'd done, um, but the whole focus going into this next year was to focus more on podcasting and building our relationships with like Spotify and News Corp and stuff. So I was their first higher as just a podcaster so pretty fresh um but it's it's fun that way so
0: you're season one episode one
2: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and are you getting to shape I guess the direction of the podcasting
2: I like to think so Yeah. (laughs) yeah no it's been great um and everyone's super collaborative um so yeah I think everyone's just seeing where it goes and thankfully we've got new projects coming in and um, I've been really lucky that Adam, who's sort of the director, he, you know, said Do you have like podcast ideas. Would you like to host something one day? And I'd say yes. And he goes, "Great, we'll support you doing that too." So really lucky, yeah, all round with him. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you're doing what a lot of people want to be doing, which is you know, working with people like Spotify, News Corp. Maybe not as much, but depends. Mm. Depends. I get what well, you guess what your goals and ambitions yeah. are. <laughs> um, but in podcasting, that's definitely an ambition for a lot of people. So. I guess walk through what that's like and I guess what success looks like. and
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, I think as I was saying before, when I joined, I still felt like, oh God, I can't believe I'm here. I don't really know what I'm doing. But I think that's what made me and the Inspired Boys click quite a bit because we were all quite similar in that yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. We were like, I don't know, we're here though mm-hmm. now. So let's make the most mm-hmm. of this. Um, and then Spotify as well, I think... It's been awesome working with them and with M.I.K. to an extent. I think something that's been really different coming from radio is uh, there's a big focus on really earn your stripes. And, and it's exactly what you need at that age. Like it's it's earn your stripes and you, you're a runner and and you've got to work those tough hours and work. And, and it's true. But then you go to Spotify and, and M.I.K. and they go, no, no, like you're the market we're trying to tap into. What are your thoughts on this? And the first time being t- like, well, what are your thoughts on this? You're like, me? <laughs> like Me? <laughs> like, sure. Um, do you all just want a coffee? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and they're, it's really clever because they're tapping into exactly like straight from the source what people my age or I could talk to more people my age. And um, that's a really exciting space to be in, to feel so like heard and focused on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really exciting space to be working with Spotify and... It is really lucky because that is where a lot of people are trying to, to be and to reach out to and um, I think it's just evolving really fast as well. Like I'm sure Spotify is going to have competitors in Amazon and and mm. whoever soon so it feels like an exciting time to be in the race as well. Yeah, <laughs> like- yeah
1: and it must be lovely because working with Spotify, you get to go work on really cool projects mm. but also you can focus on the content mm. and make the best show possible. And yeah, you, You're really doing a great job.
2: It's fun. Like, I think the, the content as well um, with The Inspired is, you know, especially from where we started where they were like, let's be a charmer or something. <laughs> um, and then you're like, no, just storytell. Like, you're not seasoned at um, script writing and yeah. stuff like that. You're not so. Ira
1: Glass. And,
2: no, yeah. no, but you have done all these crazy stuff and you do travel and you are funny, so just tell us what your week look like and people really responded to that because it's keep it simple.
1: Yeah. And so what does a week look like for you?
2: For me at the moment, um, I think, well, in spite, I really only see them like twice a week. We do like a planning and then we'll do the actual record. Um, and then Brett Lee, that was, I think the other thing is, You're still working on Talents time, so it's hard to say what a week looks like because you're very much at the whim of when talent is available. Like, bless Brett Lee, but he'd be like, are you free at 7pm on a Saturday night? I'm like, do you hate me? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
2: So, yeah, your week looks different every single week. Um, uh, But, yeah, it's half sort of recording, then the other half is prepping, getting guests, uh, writing scripts, working on new projects. um, Just... Organize wrangling talent is like a job in itself, just mm. getting them into studios and into places. No yeah. doubt,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> you guys would know, yeah.
0: I mean, your company worked across the Daniel Johns podcast as well. Mm. That must have been a, a sort of fun one to be a part of, but slightly removed.
2: Well, yeah, that was already underway when I joined. Um, and so Inspired was just starting up, and Daniel Johns was at the tail end when I joined. And um, Dylan, my boss, was like, don't even, don't even get involved. (laughs) Like, it will hurt your head. It's all happening. Focus on Inspired. And that's sort of where we split. So I didn't get to do much of the Daniel John stuff, but it was cool to just, like, be in the office. It's such an exciting project. Oh Yes, please. Um, And it was cool, like, to see... I think Daniel John's, like, walked past once and you're like, whoa. <laughs> like,
1: He's definitely got a presence.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. had <laughs> many a stories, but, um, yeah, that was definitely Dylan and Grace's domain on that.
0: <laughs> so with the different shows, I mean, and the way that you guys plan them out, do you have an idea of, of how many episodes there's going to be or do you take, like, a, let's give it a an eight episode, you know, well, Swing you, them, you're so getting yeah. a. I guess it's an agreement
1: put in place mm. by Spotify to say 30 episodes for this mm. as a series. Mm. Are you planning that out? To what degree are you planning that out? And to what degree are you just going, let's just find the format?
2: For Inspired and Full Credit, it was just find a format. Like, we want these shows to continue, we don't want it to we don't want to cater it to it being a season because we wouldn't want to sell ourselves. Like we want to convince them to let us keep going as well. Um, So that was definitely just finding a format and finding a simple format that was going to be like achievable, especially with the talent that's busy. Um, But for Brett Lee, like that was for the summer. So that was, you know, just wrapped up and they'll come back next year ideally. Um, So that very much had a, time limit there's only so much cricket you can talk really (laughs) well well, true true. um but yeah it was for the cricket season um was the plan but it's interesting we've got some
1: guys we worked with the great cricketer and their audience was always australian then it crossed over to england because one of the boys lived there for a year Mm. and there happened to be some key events which helped them out so they've toured and sold out um big tours of england but then they got into the into indian market and now it just never ends for them it's a 12 month a year thing because yeah. there's always cricket played somewhere in the world. It, what a nightmare. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think they had a, a three week window about early March and they both just pissed off and yeah. got out of town and went overseas. And you know, one of them moved up to the Northern Territory and it's like, what are you doing? But I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird this sport becoming a 12 month a year thing.
2: It is, it's yeah, the cricket, I think. We were expecting there to be obviously the Ashes this year. We're like going to have heaps of content, but the other thing was, you know, especially by the end of the season, there was a lot of like memorial episodes and stuff like that. Like it was just a crazy time. A a sad time for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, lots of curveballs in that one.
1: Now, was there a podcast that got you into podcasting, or
2: so when I'd go into the newsroom in the mornings, I'd have to be up-to-date with the news and roughly made job easy when I got in the door so I would listen to whatever news podcast I could to get a hit on like the drive-in and that's probably where I started and then from there I mean I guess long time Hamish and Andy fan love a bit of Shameless love a bit of anything from the New York Times um yeah, but it's funny, like, I would listen to stuff very particular to episodes. I wasn't really particularly loyal to any shows. I would more just, like, see what was my interest or relevant or the info I needed mm. at that time. Like, even going into the election here, I suddenly binge listened Left Right Out, the, like, p- politics one. And it served its purpose. And I'll probably, like, circle back to it. But I g- use it more for information and... Um, but i don't think there was like a gateway podcast no. as such um and i love music a lot so if i ever was in the car i would typically listen to music more so than radio or podcasts which is weird to admit but yeah, um funny. it's funny like i and i wonder if that makes it easier to have like not being t- too many different stuff coming my way to let like kind of influence how i would go about stuff um i don't know but yeah, I'm not as much of a podcast head as other people <laughs> are.
0: Just keep that fresh point of view, really. Yeah, I'm that's what here. I say. It's
2: my art. Uh, yeah. I can't be. I can't be distracted by.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I like only the last six months. I have really rediscovered music and go, oh shit. You can really change my mood in the morning. I can really, You can really influence your mood and where you want to go. Just music. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It
2: doesn't have to be a yeah. podcast. Um, not that I should be advertising that. But, um, Maybe
1: we'll cut this. No, yeah, no. this the main takeaway from this no,
2: podcast. But I love it doesn't need to be a podcast. <laughs> but I think as well, it's tough for me now when I listen to podcasts, I have little thoughts. It's like, I would have done that differently. Or like, oh, that's really good. I'm going to like, I just analyze them now which is also not an easy way to switch off like it feels like work not like work but um i'm trying to like take notes in my head when i listen to podcasts i find
0: that even within myself like you're listening to them and that and someone will say something the guest or whatever and you're like ask them more about that come on please do it
2: yeah yeah. and then
0: you listen to your own back you're like i should really listen to my own advice sometimes yeah
2: (laughs) or i listen to because i think especially with inspired when they were getting used to it there was so much of um like sometimes they'd record for 30 minutes and I'd have to edit it down to 10. So it was a lot of creative license being like, okay, we didn't need that story. The story could have moved. Like, um, So sometimes when I listen to stuff and now I'm like, could have been tightened for sure.
0: could have easily chopped off 30 <laughs> seconds there. <laughs> much, much cleaner product. Is there any other final advice? I mean, you've talked a lot about how you got in there. Anything specifically that you would want to say to potential producers, aspiring producers out there or even people who want to get, a podcast you know maybe workshopped or bought by Spotify
2: yeah I think don't be intimidated by your age or thinking you're not ready for stuff Um, like I think companies are looking for really young and fresh takes on stuff and I think especially for young girls like it's different to it's like sometimes you feel really noisy having to speak up all the time and and get noticed and, and put your opinion out there but back yourself that people want to listen to it they do care about your opinion and it's worth something um and it's something especially when in companies where it's you know old men at the helm like they are quite fascinated by whatever you have to think and say so play into that it's smart and um yeah just back yourself a bit it seems ridiculous but um and you feel silly or you feel like you're being a bit annoying sometimes but keep talking absolutely (laughs) don't
0: be afraid to slide into sarah's LinkedIn DMs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take
2: me for coffee. I'm yeah. kidding. Well, you've backed
0: yourself and it's paid off. So, you know,
1: inspirational stuff.
2: Thanks. You know. well, yeah, I feel very lucky a lot of the time. But, yeah, yeah,
1: but you made your own luck. It looks, you know, just looking through and what we've talked about, I mean, you've clearly made your own luck. So.
2: Yeah, been lucky. and um, find mentors. I think people like Craig and Ash um, have been... Like, if find some, finding someone that can give you that encouragement as well is really important. Um, so if you're lucky enough to find people like that, hold on. <laughs>
0: <Like>. <laughs> I, we're lucky enough to have you in the studio today. So thanks very much for coming in, Sarah. Thank That's you. been unreal. Yeah, and we look forward to what's next.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs>